Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob and Slim Show. Is this Rob? This is Rob and Slim is over there. What's going on? How you doing, guys? Long time no speak. I know. Actor, writer, and producer from Ontario, Tony DeSantis. How have you been, Tony? Not bad. Not bad coping with all this crazy uh, COVID crap. Yeah. Are you guys uh, reopening up there? Because we've finally started down here. Yeah, we finally started uh, Friday, actually. Just uh, patio dining, not inside restaurants and stuff, you know. But the store has opened up again, so that's great. Cool. And uh, have you been vaccinated, Tony? I got my first shot. I was getting my second shot uh, July 12th, so I'm happy about that. Awesome. Very good. Did you guys get your shots? I did. I'm not talking (laughs) (laughs) jello. I had, yeah. I had the vaccine. I I didn't get it yet, yeah. I don't know. I'll I'll get it eventually. He's waiting to see if I die, Tony. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You you guys wearing masks, at least? And not just Batman and... uh, (laughs) And uh, <laughs> Trump mask. <laughs> um, Slim wears it, right? Yeah, I still like, wear a mask. I, if yeah, I absolutely. wasn't vaccinated, I'd still be wearing it. But I'm not wearing it because I'm vaccinated, and I'm better better than Slim. Yeah. But I, uh, I guarantee, like I know, fifty percent of the people you see not wear a mask are probably not vaccinated. Like I feel like right, some people right. are. Right. I also, I, I don't I know. About, I was thinking about that the other day when. Uh, when uh, holdups happen at a bank now, what do what do people tell the cops? Yeah. Well, he was wearing a mask. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> so was everybody else. Um, everybody else. I, I've noticed that my store, like the people who were like stealing and stuff, uh, tended to be the anti-maskers all throughout the pandemic. We that was like a trend we saw. Yeah. So like they were the ones. Been, like, what's it, that? It's been, it's been weird. I mean, I mean, so many people are still. You know, all uh, worried about, um, uh, you know, it being a, a hoax or it being a, a government uh, plot that they're injecting you with, like, these little, uh, yes. uh, what, do you, what do you call them? Uh, nanobots or something? Nanobots. Uh, no, microchips. I think I said nanobots microchips. last week, but, That's yeah, awesome. microchips. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, pretty far-fetched, but uh, I guess, you know. They could track us on our phones if they want. Folks. Yeah, like just get there's, the There's shots. people making videos online where they're like, oh, I got the vaccine, and they're sticking magnets to their arm, and obviously it's fake, <laughs> but they're they're going that far to be like, look, <laughs> oh. uh, my arm's magnetic now. Wow. I, I had a guy recently tell me he got the vaccine and his arm is magnetic. He wouldn't show me, but he was just like, yeah, it's magnetic. Oh, he just... <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. But, I mean, uh, I think it was, it was probably good. 
lot of people uh, started spending more time with their kids, and uh, I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It could go either way. I, I did. Yeah. I loved at the beginning though when like everything shut down. It showed like uh, yeah. rivers that had, had been dirty for years, yeah. like finally like yeah. were clean <laughs> because there's no pollution yeah. going on. It was it was exactly. a nice break. Exactly. I feel. <laughs> oh, how has have you been doing, Tony? Have you, are you still doing boom bats? I'm I'm waiting on uh, one um, grant that we applied for. Everybody else has been turning us down, of course, what? but. Uh, we're we're still not giving up. We're, we're going to try it for season two. I'm. I think I I told you when we last spoke that um, as a, as a kind of a, a sidebar, we we started doing these little videos, and uh, it really took off on TikTok. Like the yes. last one that I put up there uh, Monday night has got about twelve thousand views, and it's just the Nona character from Boombats. That's awesome. And sometimes it's with the boys. Sometimes it's just her. And I've also been doing movie parodies where I do scenes from famous movies, but I put Nona in them, you know, yes. like The Godfather. Yeah. And, and those are the ones that have been taken off. They've been pretty successful. So awesome. just trying to keep uh, her her uh, her name sort of uh, out there and, uh, you know, get create, keep the buzz uh, going, create a, a fan base. You know, that's that's. That's probably what, you know, the best thing that'll work in our favor is if we can get a, a huge following and then go to these people and say, well, look, we've got an audience now, so fork over some uh, cashola, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's a great platform to, to do the Nona character on, too, I feel. TikTok is perfect for that. Yeah, like little segments they're, they're short. They're all under a minute, and, uh, I mean, we've been uploading about two a week, and uh, I think we've gotten over... I think I'm, I'm, I'm without a lie. I think we've almost hit about a half a million views already. You know, well, maybe not just TikTok, but I'm talking YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. Plus, but TikTok is we've gotten at least uh, about four hundred thousand on, on our That's own. Awesome. You know, just on that platform. That's awesome, dude. And how yeah, is Nona? Is people she... are responding. They're they're enjoying the humor and uh, they love the character. So yes. A lot of people have said, you know, when's Boombats uh, 2 coming out, you know, so we're, there, there's the demand, it's just, uh, we got to find a way to, to do the damn thing, you know? Yeah, and it's won a lot of awards, correct? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we picked up quite a few awards at film festivals and, uh, uh, you know, web series festivals, so, oh, sorry, that's a call coming in, but oh. nobody, nobody more important than you. Ah, th <laughs> nobody more important than you, Tony. That's all I That's know. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, everybody's getting anxious. The boys are, are itching to go, you know. I mean, everything's yeah. all set. The scripts are written, oh. so we just have to... We should find out probably uh, in two weeks about this last one that we applied for. And if that doesn't happen, then... Uh, then we got to go to Plan B or something, you know. I don't know. I could always take a picture of someone's credit card. He leaves it laying out sometimes. Yeah. So that could be a... Sure. That could be what's, a what's his limit? I uh, like seventeen hundred somewhere around Ooh, that. So I don't know what you could do with that. That's an episode at least. That's probably I'm like close to what like Kevin Smith spent on Clerks. Ah, somewhere yeah. around that. I feel like we can get an episode out of that. <laughs> we can squeeze it out. <laughs> hey, have you guys been watching the uh, playoff hockey? My old uh, my old Habs are in there. I do not watch the hockey, and I don't think so much as sports. No, we're not sports guys. Sorry, Tone. <laughs> what about soccer, the uh, Euro Cup, no? Still a sport. 
Nona's been all over that. Nona's into the sports? I, is she around? Can we speak to her? Well, you know what? Today Italy played Switzerland and they won 3 nothing. so oh. Nona's been partying it up and she's passed out on the couch again. <sighs> okay. But uh, maybe if she wakes up before we're done, yeah. we'll see, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's got to be big if, if you're Italian and, and like the soccer. Oh, man. They're crazy here, you know, like <laughs> Little Italy just goes it goes absolutely bananas. It's like parades and party in the streets, you know, COVID or no COVID. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's the real the real test yeah. is, is sports, sporting events. Well, as uh, have they all resumed up up there? Uh, well, not the uh, there. I mean, in Montreal, they started letting in about twenty five hundred fans to watch the games. But in the states, they're they've gone full, uh, yeah, full uh, full bore, man. Like uh, Vegas, they've got eighteen thousand. Like all the stadiums are packed in the states. I know Yankee they, Stadium just, did like uh, vaccinated and non-vaccinated section. I know they cool. did that. I think a lot of them have done that. You think that's what they're doing? I didn't really know that. I think at first, I, I don't know if they're still. I did hear that. Yeah, I, I did see a clip too of because uh, I guess before the pandemic, uh, I think it was the Cubs. I, I can't remember what team, but the fans were like putting together like their empty beer cups as like snakes, cup snakes or whatever it is. And uh, really? now, I guess after the pandemic, they have guys that come around and just confiscate confiscate the cup snakes. Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> guess snake for you. I guess they they're not allowed to. They frown upon the cup snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but whatever, whatever. What are you doing for Father's Day? <laughs> What's that, Tony? What are you guys doing for Father's Day? Uh, I got my dad well, a couple more, cards. It's more for you, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably FaceTime my sons, because they're usually up here by now. But this yeah. year, they wanted to go to a camp by their mom's house. Okay. So I'm getting them the end of June. So I'll, I'll probably just FaceTime them. So that, that'll that be cool, though. I do. I FaceTime them every week to begin with anyway so it'll just be cool that yeah. um, thank god for i may during this whole uh pandemic that's uh, that's the only way people were communicating you know yes yes and slim i don't know if some even has a father tony no i do I'm oh he does my, my father's in georgia though so oh gonna, the uh, devil him, went down to georgia give him a call oh you do that's yeah. Give him a call, yeah yeah okay no card? No card, just uh, a call. Just, oh, man. My voice is enough for him. You didn't slip like 10 bucks in a card uh, or something? Nah, no? he's, he's, he works oh. for like HP. He's got enough money. I, I, I know sometimes my family watches, and I hope nobody spoils it, but I got my dad a hat. So I got him a hat this year. Oh, cool. Huh? What, what kind of hat? None of your business. I oh, come on. Surprise. I want to know more about the hat. <laughs> it's the best something hat. Ooh, the okay. best something ever hat. Hats are better than ties and socks. Yeah. My dad's not a real tie. Tie wearer. He does wear socks, I think. Which is good. <laughs> hey, how's his health? Cause, uh, He's good. Years ago, he was uh, in oh, rough shape there. Yes, that's right, Tony. The, the accident he had, that was real, real scary. But yeah, he's doing great. He's like totally back great. to normal, man. He's still kicking ass. Is he still and riding still the motorcycle? He does. There. He, um... But ever since that accident, he only he doesn't ride after it gets dark anymore because that happened cool. at night. So yeah. he only rides during the day. Right. But that's okay. that's the one thing he loves. You know, we got video games, we got computers, and and my dad. That's the one thing he loves. So. That's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, what uh, have you been uh, doing any other acting, Tony? Well, you know what, just before the COVID hit, I was in Montreal doing a, a play. A friend of mine wrote a very funny play called The Glam Mothers, and it premiered in, uh, in Montreal, sold out audiences every night. It was great. I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't know what to expect, you know, because uh, we, had, we had such a short rehearsal time. But uh, it was great because the character I played was a, kind of a goofball, sort of like a Kramer on Seinfeld, and he falls in love with this gorgeous uh, uh, sort of cougar uh, lady who... Uh, who, uh, that's why they call the grandmothers. It's their their grandmothers, but they still like look after themselves, you know, physically, and they're they're pretty uh, pretty amazing looking. And uh, so my character sort of has the hots for this this girl, this lady who's divorced. And I'll tell you, I didn't really have to act that much in the play. It came pretty naturally. Nice. No acting required. <laughs> I feel like some could get into that. Her, I felt for her hard, boys. <laughs> oh man, but the pandemic. Tore us apart. What is it going to be back though, Tony? Once no, I, everything eases actually, up? reality tore us apart. She knew I was married, and it was like, oh, yeah. forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to be back though? The play? Yeah, actually, he's uh, he he wrote a uh, he adapted it into a screenplay. We did a, a Zoom uh, reading uh, back in uh, God. I'm trying to remember. I think it was back in the spring and uh so he's got a producer on board they're going to try and shoot a, a feature of it it'll nice. be a uh, low budget uh i mean it'll be a, a nice kind of film you know a little uh little love story and um uh, and he wants to remount the play again next uh i believe it's next january in montreal and then sort of uh tour it maybe in toronto maybe somewhere else out you know in uh, western canada so, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff happening for that, and uh, it's a great role. The cast was fabulous. Uh, we had a blast doing it, and um, I really hope it takes off, you know. Yes, me too. And I wanted to ask you just off of that, um, how different is acting on stage live compared to acting uh, on a camera uh, set? Well, I, I was talking about this to somebody, uh, I think, when we started rehearsals, the, the beauty of a stage performance is that you're in total control. You're, uh, nobody can touch your performance, whereas in film, you may do a, a kick-ass you know, a performance, and then the editor gets a hold of it, and the director, instead of putting the camera, on, or not the camera, but instead of putting a shot of you on, on your dialogue, he'll, he'll you know, switch to a shot of the, uh, the star of the movie. So, so you hear your, your voice off camera, but you're not a, on camera. So, you know, you, you, you lose total control of the performance, you know, like, especially if you're in a big budget movie. Yeah. Because they're not going to spend a lot of screen time on, on a nobody. They'll put it on somebody who's, you know, one of the stars. So, but in, in theater, it's great because from the minute you walk on stage, man, you can do anything, you know. <laughs> I mean, and some actors have uh, been been pretty bold in what they've done you know but uh, it's great you, you have total control and uh, only afterwards can can they sort of come up to you and say you know you shouldn't have done that or you know if you do that again you're going to be fired <laughs> well, I know stories of some actors who've just done some pretty crazy stuff you know so <laughs> wow. but, uh, That's awesome. it, it is more of the actor's uh uh, you know, control. That's that's the best way to put it. You know, there's there's nobody else. The director can only 
give you notes during rehearsal, but once the show opens, that's it. You know, you're you're on your own. Yeah, he's he's done his work. You yeah. know, so he's not there anymore. Gotcha. Has, has there, have you ever seen anybody like totally fall apart doing a live per- performance? Have I seen anybody totally fall apart? Yeah, where you had to like step in and like, like laugh. You mean laughing or, or or what? Or just totally like bomb, totally fail. Uh, I've seen a few people fail, like if they've forgotten lines and stuff. But on this show, the uh, Glammothers, there were a few nights where myself and the, the lead actor who also wrote the play. Uh, his name is Tony Calabretta. He would uh, start cracking up, and then I would start cracking up, and then the audience would just go ballistic. That's start cool losing too. it. Yeah, it was that's like a awesome. Burnett show. I don't know if you remember those those TV shows where the actors would start cracking up on on yeah. set, and then the rest of the audience just you know they they love that stuff. You know when you sort of break character and yeah, that's. I mean, awesome. you can't do it every night, but if it comes naturally and. Uh, and it's sincere, then the audience is always on your side. They, they love that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't encourage it by any stretch, but, <laughs> but uh, it's always fun to see, you know? It's like watching bloopers uh, on, on famous shows, you know? Yeah. I love to see the actors crack up. It's cool, too. Or try to crack each other up. Yeah, it's cool, too, watching it live. Like, that's why I feel like yeah. our live show, people enjoy that for that, that kind of a reason. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Tony, were you in? Were you in RoboCop? Uh, I was not in the movie. I was in the TV show. Okay, uh, I couldn't tell. They, I don't know if remember, they did a series of it. Uh, I think it ran for about two years. And it's funny. I actually auditioned for the the RoboCop character, but I, I think I was. It was so funny because you had to be a certain size because they already had the suit made. Oh, yeah. that's not cool. Yeah, yeah no. They, you should pick the actor first yes. and then make the suit. That was actually too tall, so I couldn't... Uh, I found out later that the guy who got it was just short the right height to, to fit the suit. You could have did it. You know? you it could have been like a crop top on you. I would have I would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> a I'm sexy RoboCop. Tailor-made you, right? I'm showing that midriff. I'm, yeah. I'm RoboCop for the, the 20, <laughs> 20, 20, 20s. No, you don't want to see my midriff. <laughs> I turned 65 this year, and my whole my body's just gone to shit. <laughs> Man, my, my I'm... Six pack, my six-pack has become this, like, uh, you know, blobby, sort of, like, 24-pack, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, what about you, Slim? What do you got, packs? No, and I got a guy. I got a guy. I used to have, like, an eight-pack back in the day. Pack. But, you yeah. never did. Don't no, it was probably, like, a four. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Two pack. Two pack. I do. I, I'd kill for a four pack. <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, it's just a beer gut now. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Oh, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point, like, like I, I I'm 33 now, and I'm kind of like, ah, I don't need to work out ever. No, I'm fine. I'm don't. comfortable with myself. <laughs> I think they recommend you don't work out after that age. The doctors are like, that's not good for your body anymore. Yeah. You don't need that. We have two things in common. You're 33, and I'm 33 waist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that bigger than your height, though, Tony? You don't want to get to that point where the waist is bigger than your no, height. Okay. No, exactly. All right, yeah, and then yeah. You're, just, you're, you're, you're an appliance at that point. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, no, you never want to go wider than you are taller. That's all is I Is that know. my agent calling on the other line? <laughs> tell her, tell her uh, I'm ready for uh, for uh, 
my next my next close up, whatever that is. <laughs> what uh, I want to ask you too, Tony. You've been acting for a long time. What is one of your favorite memories ever? Um, I think it it goes back to uh, this uh, series that I did. It was a pre Sopranos series. It was shot in Montreal, and it was called Omerta. Yes, and it was me. all about uh, the Montreal mob. And it's so funny how after I watched um, The Sopranos, so many of the storylines paralleled the series that I did in Montreal. You know, it was almost like, I mean, not that David Chase would have seen the the Montreal version, but it's almost like him and the the writer who did Omerta were thinking the same storylines, you know? Wow. And, uh, yeah, I think that was the highlight of my career because... Uh, uh, it was just so weird when I went back to Montreal after the uh, show aired. Uh, I was getting stopped on the street and the restaurants. Uh, everywhere I went, uh, people kept coming up to me, and uh, it was just a weird sensation. There was, like, no privacy anymore, you know? That's awesome. It, uh, I guess it's what what the uh, stars in L.A. must go through on a regular basis. That's, but, uh, yeah. It was a neat experience, I think, uh, I think it's what every actor secretly uh, craves and desires as much as they say, oh, I don't want to be famous. Oh, I do. That's a, that's a load of crap. I want to just be noticed once. I want just that fame, you know, even yeah. if it's just for uh, 15 minutes or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I would just love I mean, somebody to recognize price me. to pay, but uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. I mean, it's, you, yeah. you, can't, uh, you can't imagine what it's like, you know. I mean, not... Not not the kind where you're being chased down the street and stuff. Right. I mean, that's not that's not comfortable or enjoyable. But uh, yeah. when people actually stop and appreciate and tell you how much they appreciate, you know, what you're doing and stuff, that's always rewarding and uh, what actors secretly sort of uh, want to hear, you know. Yeah, and I wanted to ask too. Uh, you said that was in Montreal. Was it, was was that in French? Yeah, it was in French. Uh, we. Uh, I think we dubbed it in English as well, but that didn't do well. Uh, they, they tried to air it in, you know, other parts of uh, Canada, but it didn't really. It, it just lost a lot of its uh, grittiness, you know, when when yeah. you translate it. It, it just the, uh, the the real essence and the soul of the series just sort of like I don't know. Wow. It, it got lost in translation, so to speak. You know. What was your first language? Was was it French or uh, English? When I when I was a kid, my first language was Italian. I think when my grandmother was still alive, wow. and then after she passed away, I went to school, English school, and uh, I, I, English became my first language. And French, because I grew up in a French neighborhood, so all the other kids in in, in my neighborhood spoke French, and I got beat up a lot by these kids. So I learned how to speak French quickly. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I only know the curse words in Italian. I was gonna ask Tony if he know. knows any good like French like slang. I know mierde. Any any good French what slang? Slang, slang words, or curse yeah, words? Curse words. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I know them all. I mean, I could I could probably write a book about them. <laughs> 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 What's yeah, the what's I, the most I insulting what's the most too. insulting thing you can say to a man in in, uh, in French? I know you can't call someone a frog, right? That's a bad one. <laughs> well, yeah, they 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 don't really get upset about that anymore. You know, it's sort of passe. Okay. Uh, yeah, 
I think if you steal a, a Frenchman's beer, he'd probably get more upset than anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's uh, well, any man. Any like, man more, more upset beer. than if you called him a pussy? He would be more upset that you stole his beer? That's the one word I don't know in French. <laughs> pusa. pusa. A pusa. <laughs> no, that might be Italian. I don't even know. <laughs> By Italian, it's a, uh, what is it? A, uh, uh, oh, God, I just had it. Now it's gone. Pukyak. Pukyak. I, I didn't know that one. I like that one. Yeah, Pukyak is uh, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Just don't use that one too often. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for talking to us, Tony. It's always a blast. It's been a pleasure. It's always nice catching up with you boys. Uh, I want Absolutely. you to stay healthy, stay safe, and have a great summer. You too, my you friend. Too, Where can everybody find you? Uh, well, the latest TikToks, uh, my account is at Nona Knows, and that's N-O-S-E as in schnoz, Nona Knows, and that's on TikTok. And she's also got a YouTube channel. And all, all of her videos are up there. They're all under a minute long. I think uh, they'll enjoy them, have a great time. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for boom bots. You know, I mean, uh, I should yeah. find out in a few weeks whether we get a green light or not. Absolutely. All the but best, Tony. Us. What's that? Yeah. Nothing's going to stop us. We'll keep going. Good. Awesome. Good to hear you, Awesome, Tony. man. I can't wait to see the second season. Yeah, same here. <laughs> All right, Tony, take care. Have a great summer, my friend. Hey, you too, man. Take care. All the best. You too. We'll talk soon. All right. Ciao, ciao. See ya. We'll be back in a few with Bobby Blaze Smedley. All right. Uh, Robinson Show, we are back with Bobby Blaze Smedley. How are you, Bobby? Brother, I'm doing good, man. It's good to be back on a podcast. Thank you, guys. I hope you are doing good as well. Great to have you back. It's always great to talk to you, my friend. And have you been vaccinated? Twice, motherfuckers, twice. Twice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, double guns. I only got the one. I got the J&J, because I'm lazy. I got you. <laughs> well, that's all right. Ain't nothing all that, man. Dude, when you, you got, got it, though. The, uh, the double dose, man. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted the Pfizer, but it's what they had when I was there, and I took it. I took the J&J. Hey, you know, teach your own, but at least you've done it, man. There's yeah. a lot of people walking around not doing it, and that's fine with them. That's their deal. I'm, I, I, I made an adult decision nothing yeah. political i just said you know what this might be best for me as an adult male yeah. and i did it man you know. i agree i feel like too we have to do the it. last time we talked we both uh, i think we both kind of thought we might have had it man. yes yes you know, we had that bug and what, um, what i was gonna say Bob, to us, but we got through it yeah when i was gonna say bobby when i got the vaccine i had all the symptoms i had when i had the full thing i had them all like little bits so i feel like it definitely yeah. was definitely was that when i when I got the vaccine. Yeah, we talked about that because I had went in the hospital in January, uh, middle of January of that, that, you know, 2020, and I was, it, it was diagnosed different, but I'm thinking my brother, man, he, he like, I think you had it. We, you, we talked about, it. I think we might have, we have might have had a touch of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm just glad to be here in 2021, man. Good talking to you guys again. Yes, man. And I was going <laughs> to say too, I think last time we talked, you hadn't been doing it, but I, I saw you were back doing uh bell, the bell, bell, the bell with Bobby blaze with yeah, uh, Jeremy. Again. We, we, we took a little hot. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Jeremy, uh, Velmer, uh, 
Delmer, the professor on the uh, Bell to Bell podcast, what we've done, we, took, we had an agreement to do 18 months. We did that. We took a hiatus. He had a lot of shit going on in his life. Yes, and he I said had a that. lot of shit going on in mine. And yeah. we both experienced some sickness and illness and stuff. And it was just like, let's wrap this shit up. There was no heat. There was nothing, you know, personal, nothing like that. Yeah. But uh, uh, Tex, Tex Johnson, who was our uh, YouTube guy, dude, he passed away. Uh, again, Jeremy went through some personal stuff and also suffered. Um, it's no secret. He suffered a heart attack. He, he talked about it on your show yeah, uh, and some other issues. And then, then I got sick, man. And I was like, what the fuck? We needed a break and we took yeah. it since then. Uh, actually one year this week, we have not missed me. We have not missed one episode in one year. We come out every Tuesday morning on, uh, the bell to bell with Bobby blaze podcast. And, uh, we just came out. We just now interviewed, um, uh, Johnny Candido, brother of the great late um, Chris Candido, for a book called No Gimmicks Needed. We had him on this past week. He's from New uh, Jersey, had, right? Um, yeah, we've had the Tennessee Stud, uh, yes. you know, on the podcast. Oh, we, we had him on years ago. Top 10. Yes. We're back, but, um, you know. Ron Fuller, have you I ever worked with him, Bobby? I worked with Robert and, and, and the cousin Jimmy Golden okay. when I was in Smoky Mountain. I met Robert way back when I was in Florida. But uh, as far as Ron, the Tennessee stud, I did not. I've, I've not even had the pleasure of meeting him. We, we have spoken several times privately via direct message as well as telephone. But and then we interviewed him, of course. But uh, I, I met his brother, Robert, and his cousin, Jimmy, but I've not met Ron. How other, cool other of than, you know, social media and speaking. Yeah, how great what of an interview was he, too. though? That's we, a great podcast. Yeah, we had him on years ago, and he is just amazing. Amazing guy Man, to talk he, to. He probably, he probably is the best storyteller in professional wrestling. He he just has all those stories that are true, mm. and his family's related, and all the territories that he owns and all the talent that he helped book and bring up, you know, through the years of professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I probably could never say enough good things about uh, the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller, for what he's done and his family as well for professional wrestling. Wow. And just uh, we, when we talked to him, I asked if he would ever uh, uh, encourage his children to wrestle, and he just said, not with the way <laughs> it is, not with the way it is nowadays. Just to hear that guy who's, no. yeah, like he was, he was a great guy to talk to. I wanted to ask you too, Bobby. Um, what's your take on the exodus of a lot of pro wrestlers from WWE going to AEW? Uh, well, I'll say this. I'm, I'm, I don't watch a lot of current product, uh, per se on television, although I do keep up, uh, through social media as to what's going on in the business. And I think anyone that, um, gets excited or says something, um, hateful or nasty on social media, about someone losing their job or being fired, I think that person is terrible. Because, you know, the girls and the guys, the men and women, what are you, well, you know, people involved in pressure, I do not want to see anyone lose their job. So when a WWE makes these cutbacks, put people on furloughs and things like that, um, you know, whether you hate their character or, or not, um, you know, someone is, is, is losing a paycheck, you know? Yeah. So I'm not for that. Fortunately, and I, again, let me say this, I'm not a big AEW fan, although I am glad that there is an AEW so people can go and work there. Yeah. So now it gives guys that, or girls in this case, that have been released another opportunity to make money in professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, in this case, being shown on a mainstream and worldwide television. Yes. So, I also um, saw Paul White. People want to. 
talk trash about, oh, I don't like this character. That's a that's that's the character on television. They're playing a role. That's yeah. still a human being. But uh, again, just to be a little bit redundant, at least there's uh, AEW's picked up some contracts, and there's also you know, of course. Uh, Ring of Honor and um, uh, Impact and some other places to go and work. This yes. Major League Wrestling, you know, there's other places to go and work. But um, I- I'm glad AEW is picking up some of these guys' um, uh, contracts or at least giving them an opportunity to still make money in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, and what I read, too, of uh, the big show, Paul White, he said there's not, he, he went to AEW, but he said there's no bad blood at all between him and Vince. So that was cool to read. Yeah, that's always good too. When it, I I just listened last night I, to another podcast and I heard that uh, Samoa Joe's getting hired back to he got furloughed in April I think and he's going back to WWE. Oh, cool, uh, and, and that's good that there's not any heat there when they they are let go. Yeah, everyone makes a joke about oh well, good luck in your future endeavors when they get that letter or whatever it is they you know you get called in. Um, or you get your last paycheck or what have you. But the fact is, at least now, at least in the U.S., there's another company that'll say, hey, we'll give you a chance. Um, You want to come in? It may be a different role. Uh, You may not be in a wrestling capacity. Uh, um, You may be an announcer. You may be someone that just does the uh, PR for us or what have you. But I think like in in, um, these situations, at least you're still involved in something you love the world of professional wrestling, you know. Yes. I want to ask too, Bobby, were you ever, with with the fame of, of, of wrestling and video games, were you ever in a video game? I was in a video game. I actually um, went to Vancouver uh, way back in 98. Uh, the very first um, professional wrestling video that EA Sports did. Now, of course, they didn't, uh, they have done NASCAR and professional soccer and, and football, et cetera. Yes. All those, you know, all those. But they had never done a um, video on or involving professional wrestling. And myself, Bobby Eaton, Colonel Bailey Parker, and Lasher LaRue, we went up there to EA Sports in Vancouver, uh, Canada. They've got offices in Tokyo and all over the world. Uh, the, you know, EA Sports is in the game, you know. And I was in one yes. called Mayhem, the very first one uh-huh. at EA Sports done. Um, and we, him. myself, and the three other gentlemen I mentioned, we done the motion capture for that video, and we done um, between us four, we done over six hundred moves uh, in our action caption with the darts and targets, etc. So they can capture it on video to do that first, um, uh, very first one for EA Sports for the uh, uh, for professional wrestling for them, and I was honored to do that, and um, got a really nice paycheck um, uh, once it came out. Uh, you know, he sold a, 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 like 450,000 units the first time. That's divided three ways. WCW gets a third. Uh, EA Sports gets a third. There were 60 characters in the video, and and you divide that other third between 60. So you can see the talent actually gets the low, low, low cut. Yeah. But fortunately for me, uh, being up in Vancouver, myself and the other three, we were compensated uh, very well for being there for the, the month that it took to shoot that. That's um, cool. So yeah, I've, I've been involved in video games, and it, it, it was it was a great hell. I'd do to get at my age now if I had a chance to be back in EA Sports. You That's know. awesome. But it was a great opportunity to be forever uh, immortalized in a kind of a quote cartoon character, if you will. Yes. You know. Did you did you do like voice uh, acting for that too, or just the motion capture? Motion caption, and the thing is, if you'll if you'll. Um, 
if you look at Bobby uh, Eaton and myself, we're kind of the same height, same build at that time. And then Lash, and we were a little bit taller, about 6'1", 6'2"-ish. Lash and Buddy Lee were, were more muscular and built more like uh, about 5'8"-ish, 5'9"-ish. And so what we done, the way we did that, they can, with motion capture, they can stretch that out and make me or Bobby Eaton a seven-footer, and they can make the other guys, you know, a little bit uh, take inches off and be 5'4", to be like a luchador. At that time, we're motion capture with that. So, um, wow. no, we didn't do any voice or anything. We just did all the moves uh, where, you know, uh, for an example, in the video, uh, or if you play the video game, um, when, it, when Kevin Nash has copied us up, Andre or whatever, Andre was the first, you know, ever just step over the top rope and he's going in the ring. But at that time, Nash was doing it and a giant was doing it back in uh, WCW. Uh, of course, that's who I was there with. I actually portrayed that. They pulled the top rope. They had a ring up there. It was over a $25,000 ring. All this rig was set up. We had a stuntman on set. But the guys pulled the rope down off the top rope as far as they could. I stepped over my body. But then on a video game, that becomes Kevin Nash and, and, and at that time, you know, Giant. And so they could stretch that out because you're like a stick figure. You know, by the same token, Lasher or whatever can do a top rope tope or something or a backflip or a 450 onto a big crash mat, and they could turn that into a you know Mexican guy doing that on the video. So they had so cool. some, some different heights and weights to work with yeah. because at that point where motion capture was at, um, it was really cool because they could use they could stretch those out only so far at that time. Yes. So I hope that makes cool, sense though. to you. But, yeah. Uh, so, so it sounds it was, like it was great to be there. Yeah. You, you did the motions for like a large amount of the characters that were selectable in that video game. Yes. But I am curious, can I like boot up that video game and select Bobby Blaze? Absolutely, man. I, I'm, I'm a hidden character. Yes. Five <laughs> hidden characters. I'm one of them. You That's can so beat cool. a couple people. Once you beat a couple of the, uh, quote, top stars of the promotion at that time, um, Guess what? Here comes Bobby Blaze. That's, and I, that's you know, awesome. I'm a character. And you've that. got a chance to beat me. Um, I think there's, like I said, there's five of us. We're hidden characters. And we can come out and you can make those characters with as with video games. And I'm not a big gamer. Right. When that came out, EA Sports was so good to me. They gave me a PS1. Cool. They gave us clothing. They gave, they gave me like um, uh, uh, the soccer, the NASCAR. And I can't wow. remember what, NCAA football at that time, 98, whatever. They, they were just so good to us. But they, when a video has come out, they sent me a couple copies to, uh, for myself, you know, for the PlayStation. Uh, awesome. uh, and back then, um, uh, of course, they, when the royalties came out, that first check was really, really great. Uh, and I'll tell you a funny story just so you know. Um, so, yeah, that was all nice, and I missed those paychecks. But to tell you the royalty deal, so back at that time, EA Sports, they had never done, like I said, a professional wrestling uh, video. So between them and WCW, when they cut the deal, they wanted to sell approximately 450,000 um, units at that time at forty nine ninety five. Now, granted, you can probably find this video mayhem on eBay or uh, Amazon for probably about a penny. Play four, yeah. Pay four ninety nine for shipping, uh, and then you got five dollars invested. But back then, it's forty nine ninety five, forty uh, four hundred fifty thousand units. So, um, what happened was they. This is just the power of marketing. 
okay, just to let you know. So we're on TV, blah, blah, blah. We do the videos. It comes out. They go out. They do auto motion capture. They go out. They, you know, they go to the arenas. They start taking pictures of all of us so they can get the um, make sure the figures all fit on the motion capture. They get it all done. Long story short, uh, and I'm going to draw back from your memories out there. If you're a little bit younger, that's fine. But EA between WCW and EA Sports, of course, they do the marketing publicity. In three months' time, in three months' time, that was the 450,000 units in a year. They did it in three months, okay? Wow. They sold like 449,000 copies in about three months because it came out prior to Christmas of that year. Great Christmas gift, um, you know, available on the, on the game systems available at that time. Dude, so that's awesome. that first royalty check, WCW gets third, EC, EA Sports gets third. The other 60 of us all get a third of that. That was still a very healthy check when you do math. Yes, okay? yes. But, 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 what happened, okay? If you've ever heard of the WWF back then, or WWE now, <laughs> they were shooting a video, their first um, SmackDown video. And they had a guy you may have heard of called The Rock. He's on TV promoting the very first, like, their SmackDown version of they ever had Raw and, and a couple of, but, but with another company, they start putting on TV their Christmas release, which is going to be a new game for SmackDown. So here's the power of marketing, just to let you know. As much as I loved that first check, it was great. I got it right before Christmas of that year. So, um, uh, the, uh, like I said, we done 450,000 units in a three month period, which they wanted to do in just a year. When that, when that SmackDown comes out, talk about the power of marketing and the WWE and, and you go back and check all this. It's factual. Yeah. Um, the, the SmackDown video, it did like a million fucking copies in one week. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah. So of course what happens over that three month period, they did it one okay. they did it one week. They did a million copies. They they basically doubled, you know, uh yeah. WCW's uh deal. And of course, when that comes past Christmas time, people are still ordering probably, you know, just saying they probably still order some SmackDown at forty nine ninety five, et cetera. But I know in February, when the next check came out, I called WCW, was just talking to a, a person, I won't mention her name. Uh, I was checking on my travel arrangements and stuff, and I said, by the way, um, is, there, are there, is there another, aren't we due another, you know, royalty check? And they go, Bobby, you know what? I just mailed you one out yesterday. And she goes, don't be disappointed, be lower than, than the last one. Yeah. And I said, what? And, and I was just curious. And this person said, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be considerably lower. I can't tell you the price, what you're getting a check for, but I can tell you. This. So I, she told me the price. She told me what it was. Yeah. I'm not going to mention that number. Yeah. And, and it, it was way, way lower. Uh. And I said, what happened? And she goes, well, let's just say this. Um, the, uh, the opposition <laughs> is still selling quite a few of their, <clears throat> you know, yeah. games. Uh, we even though we sold four hundred forty nine thousand in three months since December, and this is in February, just so you know. So two months later, she goes uh, that 
that video game has sold 9,000 copies. Don't be surprised when your when your royalty check shows up and it's very very low. Yeah, and I'm like, I, okay. Yeah. The royalty check showed up the next day, very lower, and I never got another one after that. Uh, just so you know. Uh, but it's so great. It's so great that you were <laughs> so part cool, of the yeah. first. And I w- I just want to say though, how many ever years later that is. Video game prices are still around the same. Like uh, you yeah, saying, fifty. Yeah. They're like sixty now. And, and, Some of them and, are going to seventy. Yeah, and I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about either check. Yeah. If yeah. I had a check right now for the second, the second royalty check I got out of that, I'd still be happy. Just still be so happy. you know. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. But, but the fact is, it just you know that's the power of marketing, and of course we we know the what happens eventually. WCW you know shuts down and and goes yeah. out of business. Of course, EA Sports continues. They they continue to grow. Of course, it's a whole different games. market. Video games and wrestling, two different things. Yeah, because they're doing so many different subjects, objects, etc. But anyway, you you see my point. It's just fun to talk about it. I appreciate you bringing it up. Man. No, no problem. I, I I love I love that you had an amazing story to tell about it. That's, That's so cool, Bobby. Yeah, I, I did yeah, want to bring sure. up. I uh, I was a big fan of this WCW game on the PlayStation One called WCW Thunder, and I had recently, probably like a year ago. Uh, found a copy of it and played it and unlocked like all the characters in it and I was disappointed that you weren't in this game because there was like a million you could be a giant starfish in this game and I'm like why is Bobby Blaze Medley not in here so it's well, great to know that, that you did make practical. it to one sorry yeah. I would have loved to have been a part of that those cocksuckers got me the second time oh man uh, <laughs> Only because, even though I had been on Thunder a few times, it was very minimum of times. Oh, and it, it's dude. all about sometimes where you're at. I just happened to be, actually, uh, the first video, um, I was up in, like, Boston, and someone come to me and said, hey, man, uh, we need you to be out in um, Vancouver for the next three weeks. We're finishing up on TV, blah, blah. So it's just a matter of where you're at sometimes. And this, the, the funny thing about that was the Thunder one, I was only approached a few times to do TV, uh, luckily to, to some of the top talent that was involved in the NWO at that time. But as far as video games, like, they, they forget about you. They sweep you oh, under the carpet like, gosh. okay, we're going to use these younger guys that are at the power plant, and we can get them a lot cheaper. Oh, to Vancouver. <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals, and um, that's just the way it happens, man. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So they, so they fucked me out a second video while I was still there. <laughs> Fuck that. And a couple years ago, it just came out. They, they There's an online somewhere. Uh, I'm not even sure where, but it's on there. Uh, there's people's contracts and how much money you made for this amount of this year, this year, and this year. And actually, there's several people that still, to this day, owe WCW money. Not WCW owes them money. You owe them. And for some reason, and I still don't know what the fuck for, <laughs> my name's on a list. And I owe WCW a dollar. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, and this was a couple years ago. And, and, you know, and you can follow me on Bobby Blaze 744 on Twitter. But a couple people put it. They started a fucking uh, GoFundMe. And they raised, like, you can only bid, like, the first opening is, like, $5. Someone started a thing, uh, uh, GoFundMe, to raise $5 because I owed, me of all people, 
owed WCW a fucking dollar when it's all said and done after being there for three years. I'm like, I don't know anyone that I owe a dollar to in my life. Right? Is but Ted anyway, is Ted really it's, like it's just one of those goofy things? Is Ted putting that out there like you owe me a dollar, Bobby? I want that. No, no. There's there's some gimmick. There's some gimmick on the internet. And you oh. can go back and check. It's been about three or four years ago. So I've seen anything about it. But there's like five people that still owe WCW money. It shows my con. It doesn't show my contract, but it shows what I was making that year for appearances. Man. And for some reason. Uh, it showed me owing them a dollar. I, I think Steiner owed the money. There were several people, other names, you know, way up higher than me. I, yeah. They started ripping me about it, and someone said, well, let me pay this, and they started GoFundMe. They put $5 in it. Jeremy or, or William Harding or somewhere, they started it and said, hey, go help Bobby Blaze out and, and donate to this. And they, they just raised the first $5. That's all they needed. That's it. And um, it was just a rib. It's just a rib, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because it probably never did get paid. Who the fuck they going to pay? <laughs> right. You know, I don't, you know. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure Ted Turner and I'm sure people involved in, 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 in when that company went under not worried about a fucking dollar. No, I, that's I, the least I, of that words. You know, and I hate owing anyone. I hate owing. When I go to the store and they say dollar six, and I got like a dollar and two cents on me, and they say, well, I got the four pennies, or I've got a nickel here. I'm like, no, let me go and get it. Let me get it out of my dash. Yeah. I don't want to owe you. Yes. You know, I don't want to owe you a fucking dollar. Sorry. Yes. Oh. You know, um, but that's what happens. You know, it's just something. It's a funny rib. Yeah, but that's... I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't either, Bobby. So, I never got. I don't even because I never got paid for a calendar that I was on. Wish they got my birthday wrong, and and and, and several oh. other things, you know. And I'm like, hey, you know what? It's all said and done. Yeah, I, I, I did good while I was there. I yes. appreciate the publicity. I appreciate the run. Um, I, I, I was proud to be involved in professional wrestling and get the contract I did while I was there. And yeah. if you want a dollar, you can come over and kiss my big fat white ass and I'll give you five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If that's what you need to keep yourself in good spirits, come over here and I'll give you the five fucking dollars. You know, I don't I ain't sweating a dollar. No. I'll take a dollar and buy a lottery ticket, as we talked about in the past. You know, yeah. I, I, I'll take that chance and do the fucking hillbilly retirement plan. You know, I'm about a lottery. But um, uh, well, it is what it is, man. Have fun yeah. with it, you know? Yeah. Bobby, it's a blast. It's always great talking to you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming back yes. on. You're well, awesome. we have fun on here, man. Always. I'm just glad you guys are still around and are still healthy. And um, let me just plug, you know, the Bell to Bell Bobby Blade podcast is back, has been back. It's dropped down on every Tuesday morning. I've got the good professor, Jeremy Vilmer, helping me with it. Um, and um, I'm working on my third book. And you can follow me uh, on Twitter only. That's my only social media, at BobbyBlade744. And, guys, I love you guys. I appreciate it very much. Love you so it, much, it, it, I'm just glad we fucking got through 2020, and I'm glad to be back on your program. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Definitely, and when this all comes out, I'll, I'll tag you in all the all the links and all that. Yes, in any way I can help you on social media, again, it's just Twitter. Guys, I'll be more than glad to help you guys, and you know that. Just tag me, hook me up, send me a DM, whatever, and I'll put out anyone. Even though I might not be on that particular podcast, you guys want special Send it out, man. I'll help you get it out there for you. That's what I like. It's uh, kind of my, my deal is this. Let's pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Help one another. Reach out. 
and uh, help your brother when you can, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Take care. My pleasure. Have a great summer. Yes, you too. Cool. We'll be back in a few with Dan Alexander. Uh, and Slim Show. Yeah. Dan. Gentlemen. Dan Alexander, Dan. author from Nova Scotia. How have you been, brother? Hey, man. It's really hey, good. Good, man. Good. It's been good to, good to have a chance to talk to you guys again before the summer break. I was looking yeah. back. And it was back in December. Mid-December-ish before Christmas when we last spoke. I was like, wow. It doesn't feel it's... like that long. Yeah. Nope. And, and just no, no. I wanted to ask, too, has this year been better to you because i know last year was rough yeah 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 thanks man yeah it was oh definitely yeah so far so good of course and uh definitely fuck compared to shit show you know that was happening you know a month you know less than a month or like when early mid-november last year definitely yeah uh, much better it's like crazy to think it's all this time has passed and i know things are opening up down your guys's way too i understand and they're they're slowly opening up here too Cool. Yeah, so, I, I know Cali just opened like the other day, like completely open. We're pretty much all there. So yeah, I felt like you guys were gonna be r- right along line the line of that. I thought so too. Initially, like back before there was a huge outbreak here in April, I, and I thought, oh, you know, they were, they were talking mid May, and then everything went to hell. But it's oh. looking much much better now. Like I literally think this is you know the light at the end of the tunnel cool. from my perspective, anyway. Have you been vaccinated, Dan? Yeah, once, once, and I will have the opportunity to rebook my second shot because they're going to move them up. So cool. Um, yeah, wife got to re- rebook hers, and so she's around the end of the month, and I'm just waiting for the email that says, "Hey, do you want to rebook your second?" And I'll absolutely take it. Awesome. So, Very. Yeah, you guys? I am. Slim is not. Yeah, I haven't yet. He's. I'm still okay. wearing a mask. I just haven't gotten vaccinated. Yeah. Yet. So at least he's doing yeah. the right thing. <laughs> listen I, I i was listening to that slambo's old cover band oh yeah like, are, are they still together no some of them are just not slambo they i think tiny slambo I, I think tiny dave might still the, the, have a band the guitarist the same name is still around yeah. tiny david well i'm like listening to it and i mean i was like oh this is good but i mean sludgy heavy i'm into like black sabbath or you know my life right but yeah. it's like Oh my god, the mix sounds like it's buried in a dump truck of horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his vocals were definitely just buried down in, in a bunch <laughs> of Everything shit. even was. I mean, I mean, Sludgy is good too, but, but and then I'm looking, I'm like, I see the guitar player, I see the drummer, <laughs> I see an Ampeg bass amp, of course, because, you know, like Jake, Jack Casey, a bass guy, I'm a bass, bass player as well. Yeah. Like, I see an Ampeg amp, but where the fuck is your bass player? Like, is he too cool to be on camera? I think he was because it was Hollywood. Our our friend Hollywood back in the day. Was it Hollywood just, in there? Yeah, oh, he just didn't just, show up. He was a scammer. He was a scammer shy. Yeah. I didn't realize. Well, I guess I could understand that to to a certain point, but yeah, I don't know. Playing music, I always felt gave me that extra bit of confidence. But I guess I need to respect that. But still, for a minute, I'm like, there is a bass player somewhere, isn't there? This isn't some <laughs> fucking, you know. We're too good for a bass player, so we're just by ourselves. Kind of I never oh, no, knew okay. that. Just the mix is shit. All right. <laughs> I love Slamo's headbanging that, and how like as <laughs> through the video, it got like less. It got less. Like I feel like he either he gave himself a concussion up. or wore himself out. Like it miserably. was so unnatural. 
<laughs> like there, I was like, oh, good sense of rhythm here. Okay, yeah, all right. There was one point, like he just started swaying. Like I feel like he lost <laughs> what he was doing, and he just started like just bobbing in place. Yeah. Like, yeah, that at that point, he's like, I'm kind of not, you know, I want to sit down, but this is how I'm keeping the blood going. You know, like, that's I, I, we've all been there. So he like, went oh. the whole distance. So I have to give him like. He, he 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 completed the chorus is what I'm saying. Like yeah. who who was like, hey Slambo, make sure when you're not singing, you're just banging your head. You gotta be banging your head. Oh no, that was singing. him. That was, <laughs> was that was him. the voices in his head telling him he had to oh, do that. Oh Jesus! Uh, Anyways, good. I'm falling down the rabbit hole listening to some other stuff. I've got it queued up for tomorrow when I have a minute. Do you still re- like, okay? Do you still review music though, Dan? I know you're a a, a music reviewer. Oh, I love I love doing it. Because um, a lot of the long like stuff that I'll put on my website is more out of hey, this album turns so many years. You know, I'm into I've gotten so nostalgic about all these great records that have turning a certain age, and there's some dandies this year that have turned like wow. forty, like uh, Rush's Moving Pictures, um, uh, uh, Judas Priest, one Point of Entry, which was you know kind of lesser known, but a lot of people liked it, and. Uh, this coming November, The Mob Rules, the second Ronnie Dio album with Black Sabbath. So there's all these records and second Iron Maiden record, too. So I'm like, oh, so kind of long forming pieces about those. Wow. So I kind of back off a bit for the summer because I tend to this is when I tend to sort of drive myself into a brick wall. <laughs> and like I'll be writing some stuff, but you won't see necessarily a lot go to my site unless something comes up. And gig wise, I mean, the gig economy for writing is kind of is always touch and go and it's been like so far i haven't had that much this year but fall things always seem to like all of a sudden doors open and things happen nice and often when it's when you least expect it too yeah so i keep sending some stuff out and and you know i I actually like getting rejection letters because it means people are reading that's true And i'm really fortunate i don't often get form rejection letters like i'll be i'll get specific things that are pointing stuff out and say ah you did read that didn't you all right. Okay. Ah, you know. Cool. That's awesome that at least you're being recognized. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just like, you know, it's, it's creating. Yeah. So come cool. the fall, like September, especially when it cools off and, you know, my favorite time of year. Mm. And I'll just dig in. I'll be like, I'll be like, holy shit. And, you know, look at my notes and, hey, this is funny. That might be funny. And, well, I don't give a shit if that's funny. I'll write it anyway. <laughs> just And write it out. And I'll try stuff. I'm still, uh, I still try to put myself out there to write material for others too, just because I like doing it. I, it was a fun gig, yeah. and so I, you know, I like the idea of doing it. How's your book doing? Let nothing go to waste. Oh, oh it's entertaining. Um, the reactions are pretty that I get are pretty good. They're like, wow, like I didn't think you had a sense of humor, <laughs> and you know, really, you you did this. Wow. Yeah, 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 I did that. And I'm like, and then I'm like, what did I do? Wait, did I do that? Because I'm scared shitless to go back and read a lot of the stuff. When the book's done, it's done. Because <laughs> I'll, you know, I, I like revising, right? And I could sit and revise for hours on end. Yeah. And I really could have just love it. Like my first book uh, about, I did a book about not having kids, and that turns yeah. ten years old next year. Oh wow! And I actually, you're going to do a tenth anniversary edition? So you can shove that idea up your ass. <laughs> Um, so I, I just I was like the thought of just going going through it again, yeah. But because yeah. it you know it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty decent book and it's got a good it's going to have a really good long shelf life and topic life. It's... I'm going to look at it. I'll write something come September when the anniversary comes around. Yeah. Um, 
and next year and i'll 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 long form some stuff and say well you know my here's where i think things have changed because you know people change i've heard a lot though and, recently of like millennials not having as many kids as the other generations because they are more conscious of of the impact it has yeah and at the same time where i'm coming at it from that perspective is um i speak a little bit in the book against the idea of a national daycare uh, program. I'm, I, I see. Idea. I guess it's the stubborn ass idea of, hey, why should I pay for kids I don't have? <laughs> well, you know, a lot has changed, and, and I get to thinking quite a bit. What if that daycare program allows a child to get educated, and that child ends up becoming, you know, someone in science and medicine who changes the world? Right? Yeah. Like, what if that wrong thing is that not, them not getting into a program like that? Yeah. You never know, right? So it, it's got gotcha. me thinking. So. I'm thinking a bit differently on some things, but I'm, I'm not a, you know, it's just gotten me to thinking more. So I'm going to try to revisit a few things without reading the whole damn book again, because if I read it again, I'm going to end up throwing it off of a skyscraper or some shit. But I'll be like, nope, fuck this, gone. But to come back to let nothing go to waste, I, I, I will pick through a couple of things and like, holy shit, that turned out better than I expected. And nice. like I said, the reactions I've gotten have been most, have been mostly positive. Cool. So, Nice. But you know, grateful because my second, you know, my second book, which I don't really promote hardly at all, my dad didn't like it. So uh, I love telling that story. He's like, "Yeah, I read the book. Okay, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just okay." And it didn't bug me. I, I was. I was going to ask. It's not my humor. It's not my humor. It was short fiction. It was crude, crass, really, really. You know, I look at it now and I'd be just like, you know, was I on something when I wrote this? It was this? like our show. Or, it was like our yeah. seven years of, of this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, people, but the res- response has been mostly positive. I would like to do another one. But, you know, so I, I will get some. If something occurs to me, I'll write a short piece out and tuck it away. I've submitted some stuff for contests and periodic periodicals. I'm always waiting to hear back from at least three or four different people and publications that's nice. how my life works yeah that's how that's how it works um well, are you wor- any other ways are you working on a, another book i'd like to i had started something and with the idea of being a short fiction short stupid you know humorous fiction and i put a couple of things down into it and then the ideas were in my view so decent i thought okay i'm gonna take these and submit them to periodicals as short stories like so it's like, well, so maybe over time I'll have enough for another collection. Mm. Mm. But it'll, this time it'll be all like strictly fiction. But I could do a, I could also do a follow up to let nothing go to waste and call it something like recyclables. So yes. other stories that are still in the notebook that could be flushed out because I've got some other. There's a lot written cool. down somewhere, nice. but I don't want to cram everything into one giant volume and make it look like a, you know, thousand page. Yeah, paperweight, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so or, then there'll or, be something. As long as I'm able to do this, I'll stay in the business. Yeah, as long you know, because I just like doing it. Like I feel like if you've done a book like that large, uh, some people might just give up at a certain point. Oh yeah. So it's better to keep them shorter. And I I think and I think so. I mean, you'll see. You go to any bookstore and you see some of these science fiction volumes that are like a thousand pages, and there's some great stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I go, my God, I would lose the plot. And I've, when I've tried to write a novel, that's how those stories have ended up becoming fatal. I've, you know, changed the names of characters and not realized it. 
or it's gone off on some weird thing. I'm like, okay, great. This piece of shit doesn't make sense anymore. So <laughs> into the can it goes. <laughs> but keeping them short, I think, has just been more okay. It's entertaining. You know, you're not going to put a big retail price on it. Yeah. And just yeah, get it done. So I, hopefully, as the, as the year comes on, especially come the fall, like I said, it'll be like holy hell. You know, hmm. there's this, there's this, and there's that. And to just dig in. Yeah. Nice. No, it's all well and good, man. I hope you guys end up having a really good summer down there. You deserve it. So do you. How's the weather up there, dude? It was, it's been so weird here. It was, like, super cold, and then it got, like, ridiculously hot. And probably about a week now, it's been almost normal. Almost normal, yeah, i got to say. We had a couple of days last week, which were, by my definition, like, stifling. But I'm a, you know, a bit, I'm very overdramatic about it. Like, I just, I'm not one for the heat, but yet I like yeah. warm weather. I just don't care for the humidity, so I, I complain, and I need to just stop. I'm getting too old for that shit. <laughs> I've but, never liked humidity, dude. It is gross. It is one of the nastiest things. And, and here, of course, being in, you know, you know, right at the Atlantic Ocean, you're going to, you know, get it. Of course, and yeah. It's just you know, it can get really sticky. Last Tuesday, like not yeah, not this week, but Tuesday last week was really gross. And we have we have people working in our condo building, or like our our balcony is torn down. Like we're just uh, like top floor balcony, but not like, like high, like two stories or whatever. So our balcony was torn down. So there's a guy out there working in that stifling heat, with the sun pounding down on him, piecing and framing together the new decks for this side of the, for our side of the building. I'm like, yeah, no way. I would just collapse. How do those guys do that? Dude, there's guys in Florida that work outside all year. Like what yeah, the I've fuck? Been- I used to, uh, we used to spend a couple of weeks every December down in Florida, but we haven't been down in years. And and I, I asked a few people that, like, people, you know, even guys out on their fishing boats and everything, and, and you know, and, and they're the color of lobster on their skin. And I'm like, no, <laughs> good God, no. no. And, of course, I think of that now. Like, I mentioned to you guys in, De- in December that I had had melanoma removed. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, Jesus, like, how, how do you survive in that heat? Yeah. And let alone, how do you survive in that heat and not wear sunscreen? Because yeah. you know half of them aren't wearing sunscreen. No, I, I, nobody thinks of that. I don't feel like that's a regular thing like you would normally think, especially when it's always like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just no way. So the heat just doesn't do it for me. That's why I love September. Once the start, yes. shit starts to cool off yeah. and the harvest the harvest comes in from all, from all these farms with their, you know, their fall stuff, love it. Like, yeah. I live for that time of year. Well, of course, well, I used to hate it because, you know, <laughs> September when you're a kid, all school starts. Ah, yeah, but, but I don't know. Weather-wise, it's always, always been my favorite. Always has Love been. it. Dan, I wanted love to ask, too, going back to mentioning melanoma, what was the first sure. um, what was the first inkling you had that you had it? Uh, the spot on my neck that was a bit gnarly at first, and I kind of was like, oh, I just kind of brushed it aside. But then it changed. My wife noticed it had changed. Like, there was darker spot within it kind of thing okay and it was just a you know lucky break in the sense of okay got referred to dermatology right away and it was very quick cool so That's not cool but cool it, that you, you got caught that early yeah it, it was super cool I, I i after the surgery so my brother passed on the 3rd of november i had surgery on the 12th to have it removed and i was thinking oh it's probably nothing it's probably one of the lower level skin things or whatever yeah and finding out between then and uh early december or the end of november whatever it was you know yep it's melanoma i'm like holy shit but if you know and i knew when they're telling me of course but it's 
0.7. It's very small. Mm. So I was lucky to get in. I was lucky to go back in for a second surgery on the 3rd of December to a plastic surgeon. And what they did was, um, I don't remember if I mentioned it or not, in December, they take a second layer, of, they basically the second layer of skin out in the same area where the first operation was, just to make sure everything's good. Yeah, yeah. And it came back clean. Oh, man, cause that's so, great, because that's something that could spread real easy, I feel. Yep. And I had follow-up last month, just last month, and I go back again in, I think it's a I think it's October, November, I don't remember, and everything's good. So I'm just, you know, hey, wear sunscreen. Mm-hmm. You know, sound that, like a, another thing you know, I've heard on a PBS commercial. <laughs> yeah, seriously, wear sunscreen. Another thing I've heard is that it's like one sunburn can do that to you mm-hmm. eventually. Like, yeah, it's yep. crazy, yeah. crazy. Yep, if you have fifty percent chance of you have one really bad incident when you're a kid, and I had yeah. a few of those. Yeah, I definitely had one. I definitely had one, like sun poisoning. It's not good. Yep. Uh, well, I found hats that fit my head. Uh, finally, oh, so um, you, know, you I got just, a tiny head or a big head? Oh, giant, like uh, appalling, <laughs> like freakish, um, problematic. Um, I used to get taunted for it in school, but now I've uh, long embraced it. Yeah. And I should have been renting out my forehead for advertising space. Like, I really just, I think of the money I could have made. Right. Know, if I hadn't yeah. been so self-conscious. Yeah. Fuck right? those kids. But, they didn't know what they were talking about. No, dickheads. <laughs> it's like, you know. Is, is it a bigger brain or is there a lot of rocks right. or, or whatever, you know, but it was nice to actually find like baseball caps that fit. And then, a you know, a weird looking thing with, you know, crocodile dipshit kind of thing, you know, <laughs> one of those wide rim. Yeah. DDL. I just always feel like uh, no fitted hats ever fit me right. I always got to have the adjustable. I can never do. Yeah. Never do. I had fitted. ordered a, way, a, a, a long time ago through lids and I, can, I think they're in the States too, but I don't remember. But and you know, baseball caps with lids. You order the biggest size possible, and even the oh. biggest size didn't fit. And that just was wow. like, oh, I'm a freak, <laughs> you know. And that was it. I just gave up. <laughs> I do the Velcro strap. I don't do any no fitteds. Fitteds are, are I don't know, they're weird for me. Okay. Well, now I've got this wide brimmed th- two ball caps, and then this wide brimmed thing. I guess I'm practicing for when I'm 110 on a fucking golf course. <laughs> so. Ever do a fedora? Slim used to rock. Oh, fedoras. I used to. Yeah, I used to be my jam. I got one. Fedoras. I should wear it one day. The fedoras are right. You know what I think is stupid is those bowler hats. In two thousand and twenty-one, is that what it is? What's a bowler hat? They're like, they're like, they like commodes, don't they? Like you could basically flip them over and take a shit in them. Like a beer. <laughs> right, yeah, or it's or almost like yeah, it was like a round thing with, and it was just. All like a full circle. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. worked with a, I worked with a guy who wore one, and and about the same age. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, like you just look like you stepped out of a fucking nineteen twenty silent film. Like to me, they look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I never liked them either. The fedoras are like cool, right? They're still fedoras kind of like cool. silly, yeah. but you can still pull that off. Yeah. What about a top hat? I feel like that's a cool thing to. I think right? top hat is worth. Top hat should be where it's at right now. <laughs> I think Slash from GNR can wear can pull off those giant hats the best. Is he course. the only one? He's got to be one of the few that can just rock a top hat and be fine yeah. with it. <laughs> yes. and the guy's a legend because of it. <sighs> Dude, yeah. uh, being a music reviewer, have you ever met anybody on like that level? Um, just through a few email exchanges. Um, what I'm working on doing now um so judas, judas priest or you know with the lineup that exists in them is coming is uh, doing another 
they're touring back out on the road, and they've announced a Halifax date for November. And I'm going to try to reach out to their assistant. She's the same assistant who's been working for them since I was in my late teens. And I'm going to reach out to her and see if, you know, they could, if Rob Halford wants to, you know, do a spot. Because he, when he was last here, which wasn't that long ago, I had learned that he, you know, after they go in and set up and do sound check, he likes to go and walk the cities and tour around. Because mm. he's a well-traveled guy. So I thought, you know what, I've got, a, I, you cool. know, I've got a good relationship with an editor here. I'll see if I can get him to talk for a couple minutes about what he likes about playing here. And I'll write it up. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. Prior to that, um, the guys from Blue Oyster Cult about 20 years ago. I was able to talk to their bass player, who's now back with them, the bass player at the time, and he's now back with them. Um, the fact that they're still going is, is incredible. Their yeah. last record of theirs was an absolute banger. I didn't even incredible. know they were still going. Yeah, they, it, they've been kicking around for a while, and, cool. and now they, they, like last year, put out a, last fall, put out an amazing record. Wow. The symbol remains, and I was like, holy shit. And holy they've got shit. that bass player who was with them in 2000 back when I saw them in Calgary. Oh. Um, a lot, a lot of the, the lot, you know, people who I've interviewed, mostly like into what you'd call independent artists, or um, offhand, because a lot of it was so long ago, back when the website State of the Rock World was still running, and I'd get like I was getting CDs sent to me in the mail, the good old days before digital. Yeah, and that was the shit to me. I'm like, you kidding me? Like you just want me to listen to this and tell you what I think of it? <laughs> That's yeah. That's what I remember I um, being in when I was first went to college. My buddy Ralphie, he was worked for the radio station at, at our uh, college, and yeah, he would get that. He would get the CDs sent to him in the mail. I just like, and I just like doing it. I like, I like looking at music from the perspective of someone like Grail Marcus, who was a you know, who is a legendary music historian columnist, and you know, he, the way he breaks things down is a big influence on my writing. Guy's a big Bob Dylan. Uh, he's a Bob Dylan expert, and awesome. and. You know, he's just into a lot of different stuff. So I've always now, like, especially, I like to approach it and just sort of in my head, I'm constantly breaking things down. Okay, you know, what's the messaging? It's not necessarily, I guess, about the messaging, but, you know, what am I hearing within the music? Because, of course, as a bass player, too, I tend to listen, hey, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then uh, listen to what everything is built, or, everything that's being built around it. And then Slambo. <laughs> oh my god that would have that would have won a grammy in russia with the right mix oh yeah Jesus. oh yeah he'd be big in like turkestan or something oh I easily know. you know <laughs> I, I anyway it's man they could have been something with the with the better mix they could have been something i had tape recorders that sounded better than that when i used to play into them <laughs> i feel like our first yeah. podcast episode probably sounded 100 oh, yeah. percent better <laughs> Better than that, like absolutely, man. Fuck. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the right sound it sounds great. The wrong sound it's the collection of Charlie Brown teachers playing on stage. And, wow, wow. I mean, as, as entertaining as that shit is, you still want to be able to understand what the hell's happening. Yeah. So yeah. something about the weight of the world. On that was it, shoulders. though. I feel like he got through that because there was only really two lines in that song. <laughs> right. Weight of the world like, and something growled. I. I yeah, and I initially got it backwards. I was like, "Oh, the band is called Weight of the World." Oh no, no shit. Okay, the song's called. I'm like, oh, "Is it, is he singing about hay?" <laughs> he he cleared hay. his he cleared his throat real hard yeah, yeah. at one point. I, I I enjoyed that. He I think at the end he just cleared his throat and walked away. We didn't get that far though when we watched it. So. <laughs> 
right, I'll go back and listen. I'll build a little playlist. I still <laughs> think like the Slamborghini that we ended up getting years later had a better screaming voice well, than. I feel like that. that was his like trying it out, like, right? Yeah, just yeah, was yeah. Feeling the built, waters yeah. for what we got. <laughs> I, we, we got the best of him. I, I have to I say, so. I have to say, guys. Well, it's uh, it's entertaining, and and I was like, wow, okay, I'll, I'll go check this out. <laughs> Dan, thank and, you so much for talking to us, dude. It's always always a great time, man. No, it's an, I pre, I you know, guys, it's a blast. And I, I uh, Frankie's, you guys got Frankie on. Frankie on Frankie next. Is next, yes. Yep. And I we had I'll base listen. guy last week because I we we um found you through them, and it's just such yeah, a cool yeah, through circle. Frankie and Jack. Yeah, uh, Jack Casey, of course, wonderful talent, of course, absolutely. Yeah brilliant brilliant human being he's another guy i don't even care where the conversation goes when we have him on it's always always great yeah jack's a real deal and so is frankie but jack of course is a real deal and definitely like as far as you know uh musician goes of course his bass playing is phenomenal but it's always interesting to hear him punch up his improvisations with you know guitar bits and everything like that so so. yeah and him and frankie play well off of each other too they do guys they really they really are where can everybody find you dan so, Dan with two N's, Alexander.com, and on Twitter at WriterDan, D-A-N-N. Uh, buy my book, because I could use the 50 cents, and uh, it's on Amazon. Absolutely. We'll talk soon, Dan. We'll definitely have you back next season. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a great summer. You too, you my too. friend. Take care. We'll be back in a few with Frankie McDonald's season finale interview. Frankie! What's up? I'm Dick Greatsword. This is the last Robert Slim show of the season 2020-2021. It is. exciting. Yeah. How long have we been doing this, Frankie? We've been doing this for a minute. I'm doing great so far. I know. Hell yeah. Have you been? How's, uh, how's the weather? It's cool outside right now in Sydney, Nova Scotia. The next Robert Slim show will, will be the end of September promotion. of this year. <laughs> Yeah, probably, yeah. probably on August or September. What uh, what what do you have planned? Are you going to start your summer, your world tour? And when I go on the world tour, I'll be going so many countries around the world, so all many. seven continents. Where are you going to kick it off? I feel like how about the PP Islands? My friend Joe wanted me to ask if you've been to PP Island, and it's <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> it's in Canada. It's North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Oceania, and even Antarctica, and South Pole Station. South Pole. Where's the PP station? Where's the, the PP island? PP island station. PP island. It's in Canada. Yeah, it's right he's, around. He's looking it up. Newfoundland, <laughs> I think. PP island. Newfoundland, Labrador. Labrador. What kind of Labrador? Newfoundland, Labrador. Yeah, yeah. Newfoundland, Labrador. Oh. Was, uh, they got a lot of good stuff there, I feel. I feel like they have a lot of best stuff. A lot of the best things ever. What about climate change, Frankie? They're burning Is... a lot of fossil fuels up in the Arctic. Damn them. Those Arctic guys don't know what's good for the planet. Yeah. Burn a lot of fossil fuels in China. A lot of, a but lot China of fossil does fuels. terrible that at all. China is terrible, you said? China makes the manufacture a lot of stuff in China. You do do you like China? A lot of good stuff or a lot of bad stuff. A lot of viruses. They make a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff. Burning fossil fuels. Bad stuff. Yeah. Well, do you ever curse, Frankie? I've never heard you use a swear word. And did you hear about that? Nope. And Stacy Burke, she's Stacey. doing great. Oh, Who was that? Good. I was definitely curious. 
She's a fan of mine. Oh. Big boobies? She's one of them. Yeah. The only one? Yeah. <laughs> Just that. one big booby. The other one's all small. Yeah. Are you, is it going to be a, a lot of good weather this summer, Frankie? Yes, it's going to be a bad hurricane season, Atlantic and the Pacific. A good weather. A lot of good bad. A lot of good, like bad. good bad hurricanes. Yeah. What is the wettest hurricane we've ever had? The wettest? That Laura just hit Laura Marco Laura, hit Louisiana Laura's last wet. year. First of all, hit Louisiana last year. Teddy hit Nova Scotia last year. Teddy. What who, was, who was wetter, Teddy or Laura? Laura, that Laura, Laura gets wet. Like Louisiana. <laughs> she gets slut. Real wet. <laughs> She's a big wet slut. They get the huge sandstorm in Sahara Desert. The, the what? Saya? Sandstorm. Sandstorm. Oh. Sandstorms. What about... Why don't we name sandstorms? What, what would you name the sandstorm? Sanados. Sanados. Or Sandies. As the kids call them. Hurricane Sandy was a bad one. Yeah. yeah. So what do you call a sandstorm? Do you, Can you name them? Don't know. There'll be sandstorm. Just sandstorm. Debbie sandstorm. Debbie sandstorm. What would you do if you saw a guy on the street like Donald Trump? What would you say to him? That means it. That means it could be fake Donald Trump. Could be. So is it real? Is it is it impossible to run into him? You're the fake one. What if you saw? What if you saw like a naked woman with big boobies? That's a good one. That is a good I one. So. That's why the greatest. <laughs> I like what if you saw like a giant chicken, like a huge, like five, mm-hmm. huge chicken, huge chicken, five. People got to deal with that. I did great on my weather forecast last winter, going all the way back, back to January, and February. I got few videos over ten thousand views. Whoa. A lot of big chickens. What about that big chicken? What about if you saw Dylan Atac? That means he got to do it on his own way now. He does. <laughs> do, it on- do it on his own way now. What else is new, Frankie? Any new characters like Frankie Bear? Does he have any friends coming over soon? Here's a special guest, Fred the Bear. Mm, wow. Hey, Rob Slim. I'm Fred the Bear. I'm doing great so far. Yeah, what up, Frankie Bear? Love you, hey, Frankie. Fred, yeah. hey, how you doing so far? Yeah. Did you read off that off of the script or something? I'm doing great. I'm just going for walks. Drinking lots of water because it gets hot out there. See you soon. Bye for now. That's Fred the Bear. That's the best. Did you, did you get a haircut, Frankie? It looks good. Last week, last Wednesday, I got my hair cut. Yeah. The Borden's Barbershop, Gerard Combs cut my hair. And I was with him. I got a song about it. Jerome's? Yeah. Gerard Combs. Gerard Combs, Slim. Driz. During the pandemic, we couldn't go out and get our hair cut. So Frankie and I didn't know what to do. There was one point where I was like, Frankie, and he was like, y'all dreads. And I was like, Frankie, how about I shave your head? And he was like, nah, man, you ain't going to do that. And I was like, why not? And he was just like, dreads, because I know how you are. And I'm like, you're right. So we waited. We held each other real tight. And we waited a couple of months. And then... We went to a barber shop together and we got our hair cut with Frankie Bear. That's right, me, Frankie McDonald and Frankie Bear. We got our hairs cut. How much we tip? Yo, Frankie, how much we tip? We tipped a lot because she had some big boobies and when she cut my hair, she laid her boobies, her big boobies on my shoulders and I was like, nah, babe, put those on Frankie's. 
shared. Yeah, yeah, that's Whoa. I'm that kind of friend. That means that in a, in a, in this fall coming up, Stacy Burke could be a, one of the guests on Robin Slim Show. Hell yeah! How's that, Stacy? <laughs> how how big is she? She's she's doing great. Mm. This is a bad joke. Yeah, I heard Stacy. I, I heard Stacy's mom's got it going on. Ooh, yeah. Stacy's mom. Have you been doing any new dance works, Frankie? Have you been doing any new dancing? I love your dancing. I heard of the podcast Hot Water Show. I'm on his show on Monday to Thursday. Hot Water Show. How are those guys doing? I've never heard of them. You're doing great, Aaron Berg. He's one. And Gino, that's another guy. Gino Biscotti? I love Gino. Yeah. Are you gonna go to the beach this summer, Frankie? Do you do you like the beach? I don't know yet. And did you hear about that? And did you hear about that? And once the next year comes, you might show up to Sydney, Nova Scotia, sometime next year. There's a big chance, a big possibility, large, a big wet possibility. You're gonna drive up to Sydney, Nova Scotia. You have to drive up to I-95, then across the Canadian border, then you're on Route 95, New Brunswick, make it right Route Two. Then a 104. Real fisting it. Then a, uh, then a go over the Cosway to 105. Make it right in 125. Right. Yeah, yeah, really. Gotta dig your face into it. Right. Chew down. Really nipple. Make it right to Spire Road. Then Ferry Street. Then make it left to George Street. And then just explode in there. Then make it down to Pitch Street to get to Dooley's in Sydney after that. Yeah. And then you just feel so good. Sam's got a new car, so I feel like we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. I got a... I got a twenty twenty one Honda Civic. A twenty one and one. Twenty one. Honda. It's got no COVID. That means Robinson could start a GoFundMe yeah. to get Robinson to Sydney, Nova Scotia. That's what I think we should do. I think we should go yeah. and you share it to everyone, and then you so tell everyone that they should give us money to go. To yeah, to go up there. I would fucking do that. I would do that. Then they have to start GoFundMe. Yeah. Could you do that? You should do it for us. We're not good with computers. Rob, you can do it. Rob, I could try. Rob I could, could try. A, yeah, give it a swing. Give it a good swing. He's good with that stuff. I I don't know social media bullshit. I'll helicopter it <laughs> everywhere. Frankie, what about bitcoins? They're bitcoins. not doing too good. It's Last been... time I did an outdoor edition of Rob Slim's show, that was a month before the lockdown in late February 2020. On the boardwalk. Are you going to be able to go outside soon? Yeah, that means I'll be doing an outdoor edition of Robin Slim Show this September coming. Damn, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's been a while since you've been outdoors, Frankie. I did an outdoor edition of Robin Slim Show in February 2020, a That's month it. before the lockdown. February. Yeah, that was the last time. And then they locked us down. Have you been vaccinated? I'm getting my second dose. Possibility next month. Damn. Yo, I have a song about me. I'm Frankie Outdoors. We've been inside for too long Locked up I haven't seen my buddy Frankie in a while Cause I've been stuck in my house He's been stuck in his house It's been kinda rough But very soon We're gonna be outdoors Me and Frankie We're gonna be outdoors And it's gonna be so awesome It's gonna be so cool We're gonna go down some trails In the woods We're gonna have so much fun I'm gonna bring a football I'm gonna bring a football We're gonna pass it back and forth 
We're probably gonna be Slow, naked. Bro. We're probably gonna be naked cause I only like to throw footballs in the woods when I'm naked and I know Frankie is dying to go outdoors and be naked in the woods with me while throwing some footballs. And after oh, we're so done well, throwing the footballs, I bought a couple of golf clubs, but I don't want to tell you what we're going to do with those. Yeah. Hey, what happened? What happened? Yeah, that's all hey, I got. what happened? <laughs> Yo, drop a verse, Frankie. I'd like to introduce another guy, a rapper, weatherman from New Market, Ontario, Gabriel Bernardo. Yeah. Gabriel Bernardo? Gabriel yeah. Bernardo. Yo, I rap with him. I feel like you guys should do something together. Yeah. Where is he? Call him right now. New Market, Ontario. Yeah, call him up. <laughs> Get him on. Yo, add him to this call, Frankie. Cause season finale. Let's do this. I'm waiting I'm waiting here outside in the rain it's raining pretty heavy it's raining so heavy but it's okay cause I like to get a little wet just a little wet I don't wanna be soaked it really sucks when you're soaked you know sometimes when the rain is too heavy and you get really wet it's like fuck it's gonna take a long time for me to this dry. is a tough hurricane one of the wettest so we've ever seen from here. the standpoint of water it's tremendously big and tremendously wet so wet i am so wet waiting for my buddy gabriel the weatherman rapper Hope he has some cute converse. China has total respect for Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large brain. And his very, very large penis. And then they did dumps. They call them dumps. Big, massive dumps. Uh, in Michigan and Pennsylvania and uh, uh, all over. But like Trump you'll go person, woman, man, Camera, TV, and me. So they say, could you repeat that? And me. So I said, yeah. When so you it's person, woman, person, woman, man, camera, TV. Driz. Okay, that's very good. And you dump. <laughs> Donald Trump gave a big dump like on me. Like you go person, woman, man, camera, me, TV. The Driz. They go after people that I guess you'd call them uh, lean toward the right and they wave American flags in many cases they're waving the American flag and they love our country and those people they're arresting them by the dozens yeah. I think it's disgraceful it looks for the world to watch absolutely it's a political maneuver that they're doing uh, it was a zero threat right from the start it was zero threat look uh, they went in, and they shouldn't have done it. Uh, some of them went in, and they're they're hugging and kissing the police and the guards. You know, they they have great relationships. Uh, a lot Go of the people you were are. waved in, and then they walked in, and they walked out. 
And uh, I'll tell you so what, right. they're doing things to the, they're persecuting a lot of persecuting those people. on the right. On the right. Yeah. But if you lean towards the left, that means you're evil. You're more evil than Dr. Like Doom. person, woman, so evil. man, camera, and TV. And the Drizz. Taking big dumps on the Like you go person, woman, man, camera, Drizz. TV. Yeah. And then they did dumps. They call them dumps. Big massive dumps. dumps. <laughs> like he did on me. There's a lot of things about Donald Trump you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool <laughs> drumming you just did to Frankie. You did drumming? You did some drumming. Have what? you ever been in a band? Arnold Drummond? I used to be a band manager. Yeah, Joey only was in a band before <laughs> COVID came. Love COVID came. <laughs> and Joey only. Joey. Joey only's scary. Good stuff. Before COVID came all over do, us. Do you want to be in a band with Joey Only? Because I can make that happen. Joey Only traveled all across the country. Yeah. So, you should travel with Joey Only. Yeah, you should guys should go on some Tour stuff. together. PP Islands. PP Islands. The cardboard cuddle of Frankie Dallas on his way to Portland, Oregon. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't what even know that? what that was. <laughs> That's... Ah, uh, Frankie, wait, Frankie, Frankie. Wait, wait, where's Joey Only? Is he is he gonna play a lot of songs? He's gonna he's gonna travel across Canada again. He lives in Wales, British Columbia, is right now. He goes to Clearwater. He goes to different places. What about Peter? Peter's doing great so AIDS. far. He'll be going to cryptocurrency meetings again with the CEO. I got AIDS. Cryptocurrencies are not what to do with your currencies. Yeah. They're crypto. Yeah. You never want to go crypto. And Sean that AIDS. lives in Wyoming, he'll be meeting with the camera friends in person again. Yeah. What's up with Dylan Attack? I got he AIDS. He does his own thing. Uh, he does his own thing, Slim. Yeah, Don't I even ask. Sorry, I didn't mean to touch any buttons or anything. Touch any buttons? Try to stay away from buttons. Why not? What are, are buns as cool as boobies? What about buns or boobies? I like a big fat buns in my face. Let me see bare bottom. Let's see them balls. Come on. That means the I'm drowning in pussy and, and boy butt yeah. all day long. What's the biggest bulge you've ever seen? And did, you, and did you hear about that? No. Judas Priest is going to Toronto November 2nd. Big no, time. that's good. That's a good job. What about your chair, Frankie? Do you get a new chair a lot? Santa Claus got me a new chair for Christmas this year. That's the best. I love Yo, Santa. Santa. Santa got, got a new, a new chair, chair because his old chair was really gross. <laughs> really fucking still gross. still sitting across the street. I don't it's know if you still noticed. across the street. <laughs> I don't know what the guys do in this town, but there's a dirty old chair across the street. <laughs> Let me see your new chair. Hey, what happened? New chair happened? looks great. Well, what let's see happened? it. Move, like, you know. Hey, like here's, what happened? Here's mine. Let me see yours. Y'all, that's like the same chair, bro. That's the same chair. You guys are chair bros. Chair. 
You guys got chairs yeah. together. This is creaky. I like it. It's a new computer chair. I got that from Santa Claus. Sure. Santa Claus Santa's is the great, best. Yeah. He's better than the Easter Bunny because the Easter Bunny's a bitch. I know. And the Tooth that Fairy. Means that Rob, when are you getting your second dose? I've got all the doses. Yeah, he got the but J&J. But I lost the Tooth, and the Tooth Fairy didn't leave me no money. I Fucking cunt. You hate that Slim. bitch. Sandy Slim, you'll be getting your doses soon enough. Eventually. Yeah. I'm still wearing a, a mask, Frankie. I'm still wearing a mask. He's, I haven't gone back to it yet. He's like, that I'm new still... chair is going to protect me. And I'm yeah, like, no, yeah, it's yeah, not, you it's... fucking son of a bitch. It's... Chair. Hey, Slim, two yeah, doses of vaccine required before you travel outside the country. Yes, yeah, Slim. Yeah, so would I not be able to see you until I get vaccinated? What yeah, you... you have to get your doses. Two doses. I got AIDS. I got AIDS. I got AIDS. What if you got AIDS? I wanna go see my buddy Frankie McDonald, but I can't cause I'm not vaccinated. And he's like, yo, I don't want the shit that you got. And I'm like, Frankie, it's okay. It's okay cause I'm safe. Ew. You know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Frankie. What's up? Yeah. Stacy Burke will be on the show. Whoa, bro. Y'all want to know. Whoa, bro. Y'all want to know more about this. Whoa, bro. Stacy. Y'all tell me Whoa, more. bro. Tell, tell me more about Stacy. bro. What else can you tell me about Stacy? Yeah. Y'all want to know more about Stacy? Dicks ahoy. Yeah, Stacy. Y'all, what's she up to? Whoa, bro. Y'all see into this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you got for me, Frankie? That means Space Guy was on your show last week. Yeah. He was. He's a great guy. Let it's me a- give you some of this sweet ass. Yeah. That was Stacy's head. There you go, guys. Pump those cheeks. That's the camping spirit. You ever go to camping this summer, Frankie? Frankie camping. What if it gets wet? This is a tough hurricane. One of the wettest we've ever wettest. seen from the standpoint of water. It's tremendously big from and tremendously wet. Of water. <laughs> Frankie, we gotta we gotta wrap this up, but it's always great talking to you, and it's season finale great talking to you. And where can everybody talk to you? One of the wettest from the standpoint. That's the last Rob Slim show of 2020, yeah. 2021. Ever. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> the next Rob Slim show will be in September. Date to be determined yet. The next one is the best one. Yeah. You're going to let me know. We will let you we know. We will. We need and you. We I got AIDS. We love you, we love you, we, but we don't want to get that, so we'll, we'll do it again. 
It's not even said in a serious way. It's like something out of fucking family guy. I, I got, got AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> yeah, but we were not that guy. Yeah, no. Alright, love you, Frankie. FrankieMcDonald.com Best of luck to you. I'm Frankie McDonald. You're listening to Rival Slim Show. I will see you guys in September 2021. That's the next Rival Slim Show. You're going to let me know. Yeah. Let you know, and we won't we're going to send you boobies. We'll send you boobie yeah, pictures. Big old boobies. Big motherfucking boobies. The and biggest. And Stacy boobs. Stacy's boobs, yeah. I thought he said State Farm. I was like, I'm... State Farm and State... Uh, got them all. We got them. Get them. <laughs> Bye, Frankie. Like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. Oh my god, I, I wish we could suck on each other. I want to suck on you too. I'm going to suck you so hard. Suck me. C- can we do this? Are, are we allowed to do this? I don't care. I just want you. Fuck all of this. Let's just get the hell out of here and be whatever the fuck we want. That's evolution. That's progress. I want a family. Can we have a family? Yeah. I'm more alive than I've ever been. (laughs) This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash fatmolesradio. Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh, funky pods with a fresh, funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com. Uh, 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 uh,